I gotta be real with you folks, I really did not want to like this show, and I'm not totally sure that I do. But for some, Mushoku Tensei was the number one anime of 2021, and so I had to watch it to find out why I'm, I'm still not convinced that it's the best anime of 2021. But it does tell an interesting enough story and present some pretty fascinating themes that aren't super typical for the isekai genre. While I would have preferred even more subverted expectations, the expectations that it does subvert are pretty important to one of the biggest problems plaguing Christianity today. So how could this lecherous anime have anything to do with that? Well, let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and anime you wouldn't expect your pastor to be watching. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, hey, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting with our scripture for this video. Our scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8-13. through 13. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. But if you have something that you prefer to use, feel free to use that instead. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. So for any of my non-weebs out there, or honestly, for the weebs that saw this and went, meh, what exactly is going on with ReZero? Oh, sorry, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant cautious here. Uh, sorry, I meant the rising of the shield here. Oh, sorry, I meant outbreak company. Oh, sorry, I meant didn't I say to make my abilities average in my next life? Oh, sorry, I meant do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attacks? Oh, I'm so sorry, I meant Konosuba. I meant sorry, Mushiko Tensei. Do you get my point here? It's too many of these. What's going on with Mushiko Tensei? And what is going on with all of the literal onslaught of isekai that are stories exactly like this one? Well, under the already pretty niche genre of anime, which is a subgenre called isekai, which basically translates to Otherworld, this is a plotline that is all too overdone and typically revolves around an individual who exists in one world, normally as a loser, and then gets killed or transported or locked into a world other than their own. Normally, but not exclusively, the transported MC or main character is also usually crazy overpowered, sometimes by a little bit, others not so much. For Mushoku Tensei, the tropes are mostly followed with a couple of important changes, but what is it even about, right? Well, this is a series that actually got started as a web novel serialized on the internet. The original web novel was published on a free-to-read site for a year before being picked up by Media Factory for publishing in 2013, with manga production beginning in 2014, and then an anime adaptation finally being announced from Studio Bind in 2019, which was then delayed until 2021 for release. And release it did, to much acclaim. If you keep up with anime rating like my neurotic self does, then you know that this anime swept most of the winter in 2021, and most people either love the story itself or have a particular affinity for Ghislaine. <clears throat> I have no guesses as to why. So what is it about this story that makes it so good? If there are so many other isekai and dozens of others being written and released by the season, why this story? Well, after the first few episodes, I didn't have an answer to that question. At the time of this writing, I've caught up to the reunion arc, and... 
I can't say I still really get it, but I'm willing to take a stab at why people like this show so much. In order to understand the appeal of this show, as well as why I'm not necessarily digging it, we have to understand the plot itself. So our main character is a neat who misses his own parents' funerals. On his way around town after ditching, he sees a group of teenagers about to be hit by a car, and he decides to do something good for once in his life and push them out of the way. Except, oh no, who could have guessed? He gets hit by the truck and dies. Then he gets reincarnated as a baby named Rudius in a fantasy world that has a ton of rules and continents and political strife that we don't have time for in this video. Once he is reincarnated, we, the audience, get to follow his literal life from infant to adult as he has an actual coming-of-age story, except it's... He's already come of age once, so he's an adult, right, from a past life who can remember all of that past life. So this, this story isn't, isn't really a coming-of-age story. It's a second coming-of-age story. Often in Isekai, the theme of resurrection is the starting point, just like this one. For whatever reason, the main character will die in their original world, usually as a virgin, and then they will get resurrected into some kind of fantastic other world. One of the less believable parts of this trope is that this transfer usually comes with a drastic change of personality. This is not the case for our MC. He is a mess. He's perverted. He's gross. He is still the same slob that he was in the other life. Another major trope in Isekai is the OP trope, where the MC is incredibly overpowered in the fantasy world. Maybe this will be just from spam killing, like in Slime, or maybe it's just birthright. This is often a way for comedic Isekai to kind of find a way around and let their character be invincible. Mushiko Tensai does not do it, or at least not Really, Rudius is innately gifted when it comes to magic, and his adult brain in an infant body is able to start comprehending magic books from an incredibly young age. But he's far from invincible. We've not been too scared for Rudius up until the point that I'm at, but he's very much finite. He also has some otherworldly luck and protection, but it, it, it's not without its limits, and the show makes Rudius actually work for things. And I think it's those two key differences that set the show apart and make it so well-liked. Rudius isn't a good person. He isn't even likable, but he's growing and evolving as a person and changing through the real consequences being placed upon him. Many isekai skip the whole second coming of age character development. This show is literally only that character development. And that actually brings us pretty well to our scripture. I couldn't help the more I contemplated this show to think about this passage in particular. Our scripture for today comes right after one of the most famous pieces of scripture of all time. Most famous because it's read it like every wedding ever of all time. You know it even if you don't know it, okay? Love is patient, love is kind. But the thing is, is that even after the scripture normally ends in the wedding, there's still something more to be said, and that's what we're reading today. Paul starts out by talking about what love is, but then in our passage, he talks about the process of love, the evolution of love, as it were. He says, love never ends. Well, that's a weird thing to say. Is he doing his best Ewan McGregor, or what, what's going on here? Well, in order to understand what never ends, we have to understand what does end. So what ends? Well, prophecies come to an end. There's a prophecy. There's a fulfillment. A meet B. Tongues end. That means there's a message from someone, and it's then interpreted. A meet B. Knowledge ends. That means something is unknown, discovered, and then known. A, B, C. They all make sense. They all have an end. They all have a purpose. When those things come to an end, that's when what Paul calls the complete will arrive. What does that mean? Well, in Methodism, we might call it perfecting grace. You might call it oneness. You might call it heaven. Regardless, it's when logic, prophecy, tongues, words, all those things are made unnecessary and done with. Then Paul makes a metaphor or a, a simile. I, I took English for the books, okay? Not for grammar. But this is something Paul doesn't really do that often. He's not the parable guy like Jesus or the revelatory guy like John. But here, Paul is explaining how love comes to fruition in the same way as we grow up. 
We start out as children, whether it be spiritually, literally, metaphorically, and we think and reason and speak like children do. But when it comes to being an adult, we don't just evolve, but some things have to come to an end. And in the end, according to Paul, only three things are going to remain. Faith, hope, and love, and love will be the greatest of these. So what's going on here? What are we looking at? What is Paul talking about? Well, it goes back to the idea of marriage, really. That's probably one of the most popular and well-known forms of love, right? For some, they get love wrong. They assume that love is a thing that you reach and achieve. Like dating is this process where you go from like to love. And once the ding goes off on the like toaster, boom, you should get married. The truth is, is that love never ends. It's always evolving and changing and shifting even beyond our human lives and understanding. You never stop loving or learning about how to love deeper and wider. There is no parameter or quota or you must have this much love to enter heaven sign. Love is a process that literally has no other end. It will only be fully known when we are fully known in the full connection of our relationship with Jesus that we may not even get to experience on this side of glory. But as Christians, we're super guilty of stopping at a certain point with our love. We reach a point where our love goes into deficit, don't we? Where love really can't go beyond that point. Maybe it's a people that we can't love. Maybe it's a vice that we can't get past. Maybe it's a passion that stops us in our tracks. Regardless, it's something that compels us to try and stop the limitless reach of love. And it's childlike. But it's here where the second coming of age in Mushuka Tensei offers up some clarity. Whether you first experienced the love of Jesus Christ at birth, at church camp, in college, or on your second marriage, no matter when or where, that moment sparks a second coming of age for you. You aren't literally turned into a baby, but you are born again into a second life of growth. That's where we get confused. You aren't done once you say that you love Jesus and accept him. You're literally just getting started. You're still the same you. You still have the personality. You may even still have the same vices and the problems, the bumps and the bruises. That's normal. If you're expecting some magical transformative process, I can't promise that for you. For most of us, when we accept Jesus, that simply means the start of an infant faith that has a lot of growing up to do. It's okay that Rudia sucks. It's okay to not like him at the beginning. It's okay that he still has some growing up to do. What makes the difference is that he's trying. He's driven towards betterment. It's our three rules, right? Do good, do no harm, and then strive to grow. Take one tiny step forward a day. Just try to grow right now in whatever you're doing. If you're tired or you can't, that's okay. You're not expected to be perfect, not yet anyway. You're still a child, but just be aware that these childlike things will come to an end when we finally reach that place of fullness, of true love, of perfection. It sounds like a tall order, right? Yeah, it is. But it's what keeps us watching shows like Mushuka Tensei. We want perfection for Rudeus. We want it for him because we want it for ourselves. And here at Checkpoint, we're pursuing that same thing together. One day at a time, slowly, sometimes childlike, but always striving for something more and always striving to do it in community of supportive and loving nerds, geeks, and gamers. So whether you're a Supard or McGurd or a beast person, know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. But unlike Rudius, maybe keep those inside thoughts inside, okay? Okay. 
Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to watch these nerdy deep dives and to go on these journeys through anime and cool stuff with us. Folks, if you want more of what we're doing here at Checkpoint, we are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch, and we are available every single day, 24-7, over on Discord, linked down in the description down below. You Please, please consider joining our Discord. We have so much fun over there, and I'd love more people talking about anime because it's what I love. Hey, quick question for you. What is your favorite isekai? Do you like the genre? Do you not like the genre? If you Either way, do you have a favorite? Uh, I would say that, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you consider Sword Art an isekai, I guess that would be my favorite. That's technically an isekai, or at least season one, part one is. It's good. It's good. I love Kirito and Asuna. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. I love Sword Art Online. Folks, we're going to end this video with the three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there, regardless of where you might be with God, whether you believe in God or not, whether you like the church, don't like the church, go to church, don't go to church, whether you like the way I pronounce the title of this anime or not. None of those change these three things. Number one, we believe that God loves you. Number two, we love you. And number three, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, I hope that you'll join us either over on our Discord or our Twitch or right back here, same time, same place next Sunday for another wonderful nerdy deep dive. Until then, I hope you are well. Bye-bye! That didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. Oh no. Oh no. Get in the ball. Get in the ball. Get in the ball. Okay. Insta kill. Look at him. Look at him.